Hey, Jason, did they have high-speed internet in California? Is mine really slow? Yes. I have the like best. I have the highest. I paid $250 a month for this internet package. It's the best one they got. Welcome to So You Think Your Car Is Fast, where we dive into the world of high-end, fast cars and explore what it truly means to have a fast car. From the latest in supercar technology to the mechanics that make these machines go, we'll separate fact from fiction and uncover the misconceptions about speed and power that exist in the minds of the general public. Join us as we put the pedal to the metal and discover what it takes to have a car that truly lives up to the title of fast. Wow, it's a deal. You're getting a deal. Bargain. Is it pretty bad? Maybe, maybe uh, Dan sent you a bad camera. I don't know. <laughs> no, the camera's just laptop. He sent me this mic, though. This one's a lot better for just like the local, the closer I am to Ooh, everything. That, so it's good. That is oh, yeah, like just... 99% better. You went from a vegetable to a camera, actually. Nice. Good. Yeah. And we're back. Episode 23, So You Think Your Car Is Fast. We have a special guest, Jason Shift Sector Huang. Hello, Jason. Hey, how's it going, guys? I thought it was Jason Leave Me Alone, Huang. Oh. It is, actually. Should I change not... that to, like, my... Maybe I should change uh, it to Shift Sector Hand. Leave you know, Jason alone. Yes. That would be better, I think. It's because he was getting so many DMs. So why do we have to leave Jason alone? Can you tell us that? Um, I think that when Shift Sector first started, it was sort of this big shocking surprise in terms of how quickly it grew and the popularity of it. Oh, and I've just never been the type of person who was comfortable with the attention. So it was, you know, but I felt like I needed to have a presence on social media. So leave Jason alone felt appropriate at the time. But I've learned to embrace it. It's great. It's fun. I like it. Obviously, we're fans of Shift Sector. It's, it's my favorite place to go to. Hey, big! Uh, we're such big fans, and I'm a big fan be. of. Uh, so you think your car is fast? I'm. Yeah. Todd knows I'm a big fan of the podcast. <laughs> Look, it, it, it's a it's a mutual thing. You know, some people might think we're we get loads of dollars or anything from from Jason. No, we actually give him all our money. Yep. And, uh, <laughs> we we we, we get this is true. <laughs> he promises us a good time. There's no bro deals. No, no bro deals. No. We pay. This is how uh, you support your friends. Yes, you support right, your friends no. by going to your friend's new business and paying full price. That's, That's right. Or just freaking subscribing to our stuff. Yes. That would be nice, friends. Smash, smash that like button. Is that what they say? Something Don't forget like to hit that bell. Something like that. We have tens of viewers. So what, what made you decide to start Shift Sector? That's what I always wanted to know. How did okay. you get started? This is the OG story. So, you know, Shift Sector was started with uh, myself and my partner, business partner, Ryan Fisher. And we met basically doing this, but on the, on the streets. So we met, uh, there was a group of us on sixspeedonline.com. Remember that? The good old days. And uh, there was like, you know, nowadays. 20 to 30 of us, local SoCal, Orange County guys, uh, LA and Orange County guys. We'd meet every Saturday morning, 4 or 5 a.m. And we'd roll race each other. For like you know two hours on the toll roads uh down here in Irvine yeah in Irvine I guess it's safe to say now we're not doing it anymore and um so anyways we're racing and then we're hitting the canyons after we're going to get lunch it was, it was a great great time and uh there was like 20 30 of us all different types of cars lots of Porsches but everything four GTs and and uh Cor lots of Corvettes Mustangs all of it and uh, anyways we were doing that for like three four years and somewhere along the ways you know, it just started getting a little dangerous. Cops sort of caught on to what we were doing. So Ryan and I were like, you know, we should just rent a racetrack and do this so that we don't have to imagine renting a racetrack and not worrying about cops and not worrying about, you know, anything. Right. So that's how we started. We did our first event at a racetrack and it was just roll racing and and uh, down the front straight at Big Willow, which we actually still have done. We've done it a few times over the last few years just just to sort of bring it back and have some fun. Cars are a little too fast for it now. But anyways. Uh, when we realized that the cars are getting fast and we thought, where can we find a stretch of land that's longer than the front straight at Big Willow, which is like the longest straight in California? We're like, well, we're the only place we can think of is an airport. So then we found this airport in the middle of nowhere called Trona It's literally like an abandoned city that used to be like a salt mining town. Um, so some of the people who I mean, there's a lot of guys that still race with us that were at that first one. It was a, it was just nostalgic experience of just being out there in the middle of nowhere on this airport runway and we were just roll racing i think the fastest car was like a switzer 
you know, 800, you know, GTR was probably trapping back then. It wasn't like a true half mile. We were just roll racing kind of thing, but he was probably like, you know, like a 175 kind of car <laughs> and he kicked everyone's ass. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then it just sort of went from there. And then then we found Colingo, which was like a lot, which was longer, nicer, cleaner, you know, at least other than the smells. If you guys know Colinga. And, <laughs> and what uh, what years were these that you were getting these going? So we did our first event at the racetrack in November November eleventh, two thousand and eleven. Okay. So and then after and then that was like November, and then literally the following March or April we did Colinga. So to early 2012, we had our first airport race and we haven't stopped since. And then a couple of years later, we expanded into Colorado, which you guys remember was uh, an amazing event. And then we from there expanded to Oregon and then it just kept going from there. You know, Texas, Kansas, Indiana. Um, it's been it's been a fun ride. It's been really, really fun for all of us. So and for you guys, too, obviously, that was something that ended up being like your full time job. Yeah. So, I mean, um, it was always for many, most of the years, actually, actually up until pretty close to COVID, it was just a side side thing for both Ryan and I. And then um, I was uh, I was a business owner uh, for a tech company and uh, things didn't work out between myself and my business partners there. So I walked away from that and uh, decided that I wanted to rather than start like a new company or start over somewhere and do that hustle. I, I really loved shift sector and what we were doing. And I thought, you know, figured why not put all my time into that and see where it goes. And then so this is where we are. So it's been it's been really great. So awesome. you mentioned Colorado uh, and that's Colorado Springs, right? So yeah. uh, we haven't had that for the last year or two because they're refurbing the runway. Is is there any uh, news on if that will return? Yeah. So there's been um, so I get a lot of messages still about Colorado Springs because, to be honest, that was probably like our biggest event ever. Uh, if you've been there, you know, you know, we, I mean, I think at, at one point we were, you know, like 8,000 spectators and uh, we were racing on two runways, which was amazing. Uh, two runways at the same time. Like it was, it was awesome. Um, what would you do when with a million first, dollars? <laughs> two it runways. was, there's a lot of reasons why we haven't returned back to Colorado Springs. And, and the reason we haven't gone back is not due to one reason. It's, it's the culmination of all of these reasons. So. Uh, insurance has been impossible to get since COVID for the insurance policy that they want. Uh, the insurance policy that they demanded was much, um, much, much more involved in a much higher value than any of our other events. Uh, secondly, the the primary person with our business partner in Colorado Springs, which would have been the Colorado Springs Sports Corp. Unfortunately, that person, Tom, passed away. Uh, rest in peace, Tom. He was a great guy, but he really helped us in regards to just what we needed to do on the ground in Colorado Springs to keep that event going. Um, and then there were also a lot of other things. I, I'm, I, I only have great memories from Colorado Springs, but the airport um, increased the rates significantly over time where it was uh, becoming very difficult for that event to become profitable. And also their security or their safety requirements changed too. They wanted us to put like concrete barriers oh. for like, you know, like a quarter mile on both sides. And as you, if you don't know, it's, it's very, very expensive to bring in concrete barriers to a venue that doesn't that's not set up for it so you to, to bring in the equipment the manpower to lay all that down and in our opinion does not make the event safer at all right so no. we didn't we, we didn't want concrete barriers regardless of the cost because we feel like one of the best things about the half mile and the venues that we race on is that generally speaking if you're going to spin out hopefully you just sort of slide to put a concrete wall there then then you're basically doing a no prep drag race with concrete walls and that's just to us much too dangerous to do so that's one of that. the reasons that we love your races the most is because they're so they safe. They don't have walls. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, not having walls, I think, is one thing. I mean, obviously, like some of the venues have become a little on the shorter side. I know that Kansas and California, towards like in the last couple of years, the cars have gotten sort of fast. But the guys that go really fast, like, I, you know, people don't see what we have to do behind closed doors. But like, if someone, if I see a car sign up that says it's like 3,000 horsepower, 2,500 horsepower, and they sign up for Kansas, you know, or California. I reach out to them directly. I say, hey, do you have a parachute? Do you know, like, have you run um, an event like this before? You know, do, do you, like, you know, I just want to make sure they know what they're getting into. Because I, just from my experience, I know how fast cars can go in, in the amount of space that we've got. Right. Mm-hmm. So in Kansas, you could probably go right around 230. Anything beyond that, you're going to probably need a shoot. Um, or you're going to need to be very experienced or have at least the type of car. Like, I wouldn't want a GTR to go past that. 
without a shoot, but maybe a Lambo could go 235, 236, just because the aerodynamics and, and the and the way that car breaks is going to be more effective. So we look at who signs up, and that's just something that we're always paying attention to. So yeah, what he reached out to me when I signed up the first time. Yeah, because you're yeah. slow. <laughs> oh, what did i say to you Taylor? let's hear the story let's hear the story no you know you know why because you're you're in a porsche they stop they stop no problem yeah the first time i signed up was when uh we missed getting the car ready by like a couple days i think steve was more sad about it than i was yeah so i didn't i didn't race the first one i signed up for which event you was that? I reached out to you. What was I? What was I saying? No, no, you did not reach out. To oh, me. I did I, not. I was just. Yeah, oh, okay. I, was saying, I did not. Okay. Yeah, I, I couldn't remember reaching out, so I was like, I wonder why I reached out to him. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was just saying because my car wasn't the one that you thought needed to be reached out to. Yeah. So, uh, you know, something else that we were kind of curious about is what's the future of roll racing? Because, uh, like, well, to, to preface this a little bit, the identity of the events is to go and be very relaxed very calm there's no drama nobody's giving anybody a hard time everybody's happy to be there and race right, right. and then uh, you start introducing roll racing where people are running head to head and that always kind of introduces a little bit more uh shall we say opportunity for disagreement so uh the last one went well i think uh in was it in kansas and it went, uh, it went better but I think we could organize it a little better next time. Yeah. I think um, <laughs> you guys know that when we first started, we used to do roll racing and the half mile at the same, like on the same weekends. And I really like that just because I like, I like the casualness of the half mile and I, and I do like the competitiveness of roll racing, but we had um, just so much drama every time it came to the roll racing that we decided to step away from it. I don't like, and I think everyone agrees. Everyone who roll race will agree with you know the fact that roll racing there it's not scientific there's no way to guarantee like that every that the two cars are going to start at the they are going to take the hit at the same time or that they'll even be next to each other um i think that tx2k and streetcar takeover and those guys they've obviously run with it and they've done a great job the best that they can do with roll racing but i think for us unless we were able to find a, a more concrete way to establish the rules and to actually measure where the cars are, how fast they're going, to to basically get eliminate majority of the the obvious cheating, it would be very difficult for us to do roll racing consistently. I think the Kansas event is just one that we like to sort of come back to it and have some fun with it, and it's a very limited field, so it's easier, right? Like mm -hmm. TX, I don't know how Peter does it, but TX2K, I mean, they got he's got hundreds of cars roll racing. I can't even imagine trying to deal with that and and all the different people coming up to you after every race saying that was unfair um, we've got i think we had what 16 you know and there was still drama at the end of you know of the of the weekend and they had two days to go 16 cars in a bracketed roll race and there was still drama significantly we had to re rerun a couple times and we had people arguing and so you know like and, and that's all i'm willing to do I'll, i'm willing to accommodate 16 drivers once a year at kansas we'll do it again in 2024 because it's just manageable for me and whoever else is helping me, but um, un until we find a way to, to to find a better way to run roll racing, uh, I, I'm not, I'm not going to do more than that. So mm -hmm. that's just me. Smart. Yeah, I feel bad honestly because sometimes I'll look at the camera after we've made the call and say like that guy obviously got slingshot, you know, and and, and I made the wrong call and I and then I feel bad and I hate I hate that feeling. I rather I rather know that you know th there was a way to to do that. Leave it up to the beams. Yeah, or to Dan, who's still hiding his secret, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah, he's got he's got some system yeah. that. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Oh, <laughs> he set me up. Here it is. <laughs> he set me up. Yes. Okay, well, all right, Dan is going to pitch it now. Go ahead and pitch it to Jason. Okay. It's expensive, Jason. Just be prepared. So okay. uh, this this is <laughs> a. Uh, this before I bought my car. The, the, yeah. <laughs> the, this this is a uh, this is a lidar sensor. And uh, essentially what it can do is create a, a three-dimensional point cloud, uh, which would be like a, think of like playing a computer game, only all you see is like connect the dots kind of view. So you can see everything, you can see a car, you, and then you can combine that with some other software and do object recognition of the cars. Uh, and then you could orchestrate a race based off of it. So 
you know, I've had this tech for a while. I, I have it working with GPS units, but the problem with that is, is that we actually have to put the GPS units in the cars and uh, they're hyper accurate. They're accurate down to like a centimeter uh, in, yeah. in the way that I've implemented it, um, which is not typical, you know, like your, your GPS unit in a draggy or your GPS unit in a phone, um, you know, is good for like 10 or 15, maybe 20 feet. And there's all kinds of weird things going on. So it's not, it's not really, you know, race quality, but um, this can be, I just have to find the time to, to, to finish it. So, yeah. Um, but I'm curious. So it's able to, cause I'll, I'll just outline in my opinion, what, you know, what, what where the, the, the issues with roll racing are, right. So you have to be able to track how close the cars are together in terms of where they are. Um, they have to be, I guess, with within a certain specific an X range of being next to each other. Right. So you could say, a car length and you, and you can make that a certain number of feet or something. Um, and then you, they also have to be within a certain Delta range of speed at the same time, but that speed has to be not for a given moment. It has to be for a sustained period of time because anybody could be at the same, within the same speed of each other a on a slingshot. You will be at the same mm -hmm. speed for a split second. Mm -hmm. So this is able to detect that or you're able to program it to do that. So I guess, you know, I've kind of kept it, under my hat for a while and and i kind of operate under the pretenses of i you know it's my tech i'm just going to keep it to myself but hasn't hasn't gotten anywhere yet so yeah so basically what we can do is i have a number of parameters i call it a long track distance or atd and i have that for car one and car two so basically i know where the uh the front bumper of each car is relative to the starting line so they're 80 feet they're 800 feet whatever they are so we have that number okay. and then we also have vehicle speed right so we know how fast the, each car is going and then we have a bunch of delta variables in there so it'll say uh you know once we once we leave we enter mm. what the ramp up area and then yeah. we enter the starting zone. And the starting zone is an area where the start is eligible to take place. It doesn't mean that it's going to happen at a particular place in that zone, but the system will attempt to start a race once the two cars enter the starting zone. So once they've entered the starting zone, their speeds have to be within a configurable range. So let's just say mm -hmm. for topic of conversation, the speed, the total speed has to be somewhere between 55 and 65 miles an hour. And then the, the delta between the cars has to be within two or three miles an hour. And the uh, distance between the cars, the delta has to be no more than eight feet. So basically half a car length. Right. And those are all tunable numbers, right? We can, we can decide, oh, well, we want it to be 10 feet or we want it to be five feet or we want it to be a five mile an hour speed delta between the two. So what it does is, is it tracks the cars into the starting zone compares all of that information as long as all of the uh parameters are met it automatically hits the green light and they go now if somebody overspeeds, which is another um uh, another variable in this like say somebody we said 55 to 65 say somebody hits 66 miles an hour it will it will immediately red light and it'll flag them on basically what i designed is a, is a three strike system so you would never yeah. have more than three attempts at one race. And so if somebody overspeeds or if somebody, there's another one where if somebody's lagging too far behind the, the pace car, mm -hmm. uh, like if they get more than 20 to 25 feet behind the pace car at any time during it, then it'll red flag them too. And it'll also take a look at the, uh, the pace car. And if the pace car was, you know, unreasonably accelerating at a rate beyond a certain amount of G uh, in order to force them to fall too far behind, it would actually red flag them instead. There's lots of ways you can game the system. I spent a year sitting around going, well, what happens in this case? What happens in this case? And then writing, uh, you know, subroutines in the program that basically handled all those situations amicably. Sounds pretty cool. You can configure all those things. So it's, it sounds like when they're in that range where the system is trying to start a race, it's like if it hits, if, if, qualification a is is meets and then b and then c then it'll green light right it's configurable that way that sounds really cool yeah uh you know it 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 works uh i have the race control stuff set up i even i even built a uh a light board here 
and uh you know it'll do crazy things like it will uh it will flash at you in morse code that ross fowler is a cheater in roll racing and things like that uh <laughs> ouch shout out <laughs> Damn. making friends left and right shots fired but um yeah we, we got all kinds of good ones uh that, that are built into it but um yeah you know you get like a, a little laptop uh operations page pops up shows you the track shows you where the cars are on the track tracks all of that data that we've been talking about and a bunch of other things and you basically just hit the go button and let them drive out there uh I, you know it works with the gps i i haven't integrated i was kind of going back and forth between trying to do like some stereoscopic cameras to do mm -hmm. ranging that way but over that long of a distance it just requires an insane amount of resolution in the cameras and then an insane amount of separation between the cameras and processing mm -hmm. power and being and the real trick is is being able to do it uh at a high enough uh a refresh rate so like you know running it at 60 frames a second or even 120 frames a second which you really need for that precision because otherwise you're interpolating uh values because like the, the way the system works is it actually runs at a thousand hertz so yeah. it's getting updates uh somewhere between 20 and 100 times a second and then all of those additional uh you know slots in between it's filling in and smoothing out the data so you know it'll know um you know, essentially when you hit those speeds, you know, hyper accurately, just actually, you know, very similarly accuracy to what a, you know, a, a draggy would give you uh, if it was running like on, on a super high refresh rate. Well, Dan, I don't know if you know, I don't think anyone knows actually, but I, I I'm, I'm sure it's okay to say this. I could double check after this is over, but is this an exclusive? Uh, no, I mean, but Ryan, Ryan Lukowski, who started, um, the uh, Super Roll, I guess is what you would call it, which is the mm -hmm. roll race event that we sort of integrated into the Kansas Airship Attack event venue. Uh, he no longer wants to run the, the roll racing. And it's it's the same reason why a lot of people don't like to deal with roll racing because it's just a drama. He just he wants to show up and he wants to race and have fun, right? And that's why a lot of people start this stuff, but he doesn't want to continue to do it. So I was looking for someone to maybe help me coordinate or run the roll races in Kansas next year. And maybe this would be a good way to, you know, for 16 cars, right. Rather than to do this big, like, you know, thing with a bunch of other cars and it's a venue you're familiar with, maybe come out. Maybe you could help me run the roll racing. We could discuss, we can maybe put a little, a small panel together to come up with some real basic rules. One of the big ones uh, I'm sure Todd remembers because you are a part of it. This year in Kansas, right, Todd? You're part well, of the world racing. Yeah, not only was I, was I racing in it, but Taylor was my flag boy in the other seat. So there, this, there you go. So <laughs> one of the problems we had was in the uh, semifinals or finals, uh, someone said there was a lot of cars breaking down. Let's just put it that way. There were a lot mm -hmm. of buy runs because cars were breaking during testing or just, you know, breaking during the previous race. So... Mm -hmm. One of the main issues was, um, you know, what like do we give continue to give people buy runs? Do we force people to sort of remat like repair up so we have races rather than give buy runs? You know that kind of scenario. Um, and the problem we had at the end is I think one car broke, said he was done. Then he was able to fix his car an hour later and wanted to run, but the guy that he, that he told that um, he, you know he told his opponent like I, I think my car's broken, I think I'm done. That guy assumed, you know, hey, if you if you tell me that you're done, I'm advancing. Right. And the guy who fixed his car is like, well, you know, I thought my car was broken, but we were able to fix it. And so, you know, I'm here to race. So let's race. And it turns into this sort of like, you know, there it feels like bullying a little bit at times. Right. Depending on the argument, like, well, I'm here to race. So, you know, if your car is good and I can fix my car, why won't we race? But the other guy from a rules perspective is like, well, you told me you were done. So as mm -hmm. far as I'm concerned, you've conceded the match, you know, so. Little things like that need to be clarified in rules, need to be like, hey, you know, if, if you tell someone you're done, then you're done. Or if if you set a time and if guy doesn't show up because his car's broken, then you advance. Little things like that. But anyways, I need to find a, a small panel of guys, get the rules figured out. Uh, I know Lewikowski does not want to run the races, but he will be there to race. So and, and you with your equipment, maybe it'd be a good opportunity to test, the, the you know, this on 16 cars. It might just mm -hmm. be a lot easier to do. Mm -hmm. So just yeah, that's, a, that's yeah. a definite possibility. We'll have to talk more about it. Uh, I need to 
you know, spend some time, which I really lately have not had the time to do because I've been running my consulting business, but, uh, you know, figure out exactly how much time it's really going to take to finish the code for this. And, mm -hmm. you know, if we, if we can get it done in time, I'd, you know, if, if I'm going to do that, I don't want to be competing in the role race. I would just be, uh, right. be, uh, you know, officiating, I suppose. Well, well let's that... see. Do you think your car will be done by then? Oh, <laughs> no. We're, you know, uh, Jason, we, we're going to change the name of the podcast to Do You Think Your Car Is Done? <laughs> that's, a really, that's a good do one. Do You Think Your Car mm -hmm. Is Ready? Yeah. Right? Do you well, think you'll make Do you think you'll make you the next Do you think part? you'll make Shift Second? <laughs> <laughs> well okay so so getting see, dan's back, only one not dan and taylor are not, not they're not laughing right they're now. not look at them stone cold frozen faces they're not happy with this it's not funny to them well i'm i'm expecting to see dan and Aveline. you might see his face oh, i don't I, know so the the last update that i had was um, a nail in the coffin is what it was yeah that, that's what so that. People who've been tracking this will know I, I got new cam housing so I could run a GT3 spec uh, heads and cam essentially for a higher rev limit in the car and for better airflow at higher RPM. And so I bought the brand new cam housings. I sucked it up and bought them from Porsche. They wanted an amount that, quite frankly, I have flushed out of my brain and I will not recall or be able to quote now. <laughs> and... Uh, John Bray got them uh, all mocked up on the bench, and we came to discover that one of them uh, was not aligned correctly, and one of the cams did not spin freely. So uh, that cam housing had to come out and and get remachined and then get put back together. As of last week, that was done, but we are now one month away from the race. So I'm going to need a major, major uh, driver source campaign to to beg Steve to uh, to get the car together for the race. The problem is you're kind of at the back of the line. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm I'm even in second place at the moment. Taylor's car is on the lift, and then mine will go on after that. Hopefully, I didn't, I, Dan. I didn't know you could fix. I didn't even know what the issue was with them. I, but that's good that they were able to be fixed. Yeah, they're fixable. It's just a matter of um, of bandwidth now for Steve. I think really more yeah. than anyone else. Yeah. Okay, but Dan, Jason. you have uh, you have other cars. Ah, it's as slow. a matter of fact, <laughs> I do now. <laughs> but uh, I yeah. So I, I did as of uh, last yesterday. I closed a deal for a new car. Uh, we we had been talking about it on here a little bit, but I I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> He's jealous. <laughs> Don't be a hater, Taylor. Oh, oh, I'm trying really hard not to be. I traded my 2014 GT3 and uh, and purchased a 2022 911 Turbo S in shark blue. 992. Yeah. 992. Yeah. Can Manny pull that? So happy for you, bro. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm so you have happy. A picture of it? Uh, Manny, can can we get a picture of the car? Have him pull that up because, yeah. you know, lately I'm getting left in the dust. I hear I am building a garage with no cars and you guys are buying all the cars. I mean, Todd hasn't even passed, passed the 997 threshold. I haven't. You're like a decade behind. I am so far back. You can but, say that now. You can say that yeah, now. I can say that now. I know I was in your, I was in your shoes not long ago. <laughs> uh, okay. So Taylor, have you finalized a deal on a new car? You Yeah. What'd yeah. you get? I got a 991.2 Turbo S. Oh, very nice. I got rid of my the GT3. That was Ooh. a cluster. But but I did get rid of it, and that's what I've got. When do you take uh, possession of that one? Might be a while. Uh-oh. Might be a <laughs> Where, Where'd you send it? It's coming from Antarctica. Uh, I... Where did you send it? <laughs> yeah. Put them, right, put them right on the spot. Is uh, it going to New Jersey? It's, or is it to going, one of our sponsors? It it, uh, it may be going to New Jersey. Oh, oh. We didn't. I didn't know this. Well, New Jersey's uh, coming yes. to Abilene. So, you know. I yeah. mean, it won't be ready for Abilene. Yeah. And and you know what? This, well, isn't this means be it's a... not just photons on a tune. It would definitely be ready for Abilene if it were. No, it, it already has that. Oh, beautiful, man. Yeah, wow. that is just... 
I mean, that's what I really wanted right there. That's awesome. I thought I'd let Dan have it, though. Beautiful. That's gorgeous. Oh, it's in California. It is. Uh, and uh, shout out to Jared at BBI because the salesman drove it by BBI and Jared came out and looked at it and uh, and gave it the thumbs up. So thank you, Jared. Um, I feel so at home in this in, in this panel because we're all like Porsche gang. And it's <laughs> like we, we could just talk about Porsches all day long. And like R1 Motorsports, I know the owner, Jimmy. I know Jared. I even know the dealership that Dan bought it from. It's just, oh, wow. I've, I've seen this car's ad like... We all Doesn't know. it have R1 exhaust on it? Yeah. Yeah, it, sorry, I, I put up the wrong thing there. Uh, it had uh, the R1 titanium exhaust on it already and a, a tune from Mitch at M Engineering. What is that color? Uh, it's called Shark Blue. Okay. It's beautiful. Shark Blue. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm, I'm dying. I'm dying. It doesn't show, <laughs> but like it's killing me because... Uh, yeah, you know, I bought my 2008 911 Turbo in 2010 when it was two years old, and I just, you know, here we are in 2023, and I, I still have it, right? So, uh, hopefully, this one will will be as is as, uh, as long lived for me. Well, I, I heard that, that I heard from a little birdie that Jason got something new too, as well. Oh, I heard this. Mm -hmm. I did. I did. I did get something. <laughs> what did you get? <laughs> so you know, like um. It's it's it's. I'll try to. I shorten a very long story, but California is a very tough place to own modded cars. Yeah. If you don't do the whole Montana thing, or if you don't have like a dealer license, or if you don't, you know, if you're not a shop owner or something, you know, like it's just you can't drive down the street with like people are getting pulled over in stock cars. So, Ugh. you know, I had my. I've had two GT2s now. I sold my last one. Um, I think just a year, year and a half ago. And I also had an. I had actually bought a 996 Turbo, thinking that'd be easy, but then I couldn't pass smog in it. And uh, I also had my buddy's GTR that I had purchased from him when he was um, when he needed to sell it. So I had that car as well. I, I sold all of my commodity cars, like every car I drove, every time I was getting pulled over, or every time registration came up, I couldn't get it smogged. It just became a real hassle. So I sold all my cars, and I've spent the last couple of years really trying to figure out what I'm going to do because I love cars, but I happen to live in a place where I can't really mod them heavily without consequences. So. When it final when push finally came to shove, I just kept asking myself the question like, if you're going to have a stock car and you had to keep it relatively stock, what would you get? And there's really like, I mean, the GT2 RS to me was just the car, like it, 700 horsepower, you know, crank but stock. It's got a valved, you know, titanium exhaust. It's it's beautiful. It looks insane. It's got, uh, you know, I I love that. Obviously, I love the fact that it, you know, doesn't depreciate too much. Um, so when I found the car, I just had to have it, you know, uh, I just, I've been sitting with no car for so long that this was just, it was, yeah. Mexico blue, you know, you guys so, in your blues, man. Yeah. That's so awesome. Blue is just, so awesome. That, that I just love it. I mean, you know, and it's like, I could buy other cars, but to, to keep a car stock, it would have, it would have to come like this for me. Like, I'm just so screwed in the head, you know, like I, I couldn't buy like a car and not keep i i just there's just no way i'm gonna keep a 911 turbo stock yeah i just wouldn't be able and, to do it but this car if i get pulled over but i just keep it i'm gonna keep it stock i'm keeping it stock you i mean i've said it. that before too <laughs> yeah i'm asking no so i i do have plans to build something but but that will okay. be like a race car that i don't have to register like i, I do i would like to get into like a nine because 991 turbos you know if i'm gonna build one you know like you can get one for like 115 120 you know, put a cage in it, like, and build it properly for like, you know, half mile, quarter mile, drag race, whatever it is, even road course. I'm not worried about that. I can put it on a trailer and take it around. But just like for for street driving, I needed something that that I would love stock, and that that mm -hmm. car to me is like perfect stock. It doesn't yeah, need, it, it I, is I, awesome. you know, to, to a certain sense, and it sounds horrible, but like if I made this car like you know, 1500 wheel, I, I feel like I'd be destroying it. It's just so it drives so perfect stock. It's it's amazing and it's balanced and it's fast and it's quick. It's and it's beautiful. So, are, are you going to have Jared or or Mitch tune it, or are you just going to leave it alone? I'm leaving it completely stocked for now. I might that, that if the only thing if I were to do anything would be to tune it. Um, but I'm hoping that by the before I get to that point, I'll I'll be building something, and that'll you, get sort of you know a tune is a gateway mod. <laughs> I, I totally. That's why I'm trying not to do it because <laughs> it's so easy to do, and it would add like a hundred wheel to the car right off the bat. Yeah. Oh yeah. So it's it just a it's just a beautifully well mannered street car. 
Yeah, and I, I've driven it a, a few times already, and it's just it's so fun to drive stock. Are you scared I mean, to brutal. drive it? Like you know what I mean, like in California no. traffic. Um. Well, I'm I'm lucky. I live in an area where if I didn't want to, um, like I'm not going to drive it on the freeway in, in rush hour, right? I mean, there would yeah. be no point. But I, I when I drive it around my neighborhood, like where I live, I'm sort of out in the middle of nowhere a little bit, so it's nice. There's a lot of open roads, and I, I'm even let I even let Caroline drive it last week. She she <gasps> went, she picked up her girlfriend and what they went to lunch in it. Oh boy. So, yeah, I'm not. I'm not scared to drive it. I'm not scared to put some miles on it. Um, I'm not. I'm, and I plan to take it to the to like the road course. I'm gonna bring it to California, like to see what it does. You know. Yeah. Um, I just don't want to mod it. I just don't want to go down that path in a car that then I'm gonna be in a position where registration comes up and for some reason it doesn't pass smog and it just it, it'll just piss me off. So I don't want to yeah. do it. I'm I not going not down that road there. again. Yeah. yeah. That's a bucket list car right there. It yeah. really is. I, I hope I, I hope I get to keep it forever. So. <laughs> All right, so so getting back to shift sector, how many events are you doing a year? And is there there's a registration link or page that we can put up? Yep. So I, I think I know I think Todd's the only one I I uh, spoke to about this before. Um, I think it was right before COVID. The COVID year was supposed to be our first season points championship. I think I had mentioned it to Todd back then. No one else knew. Oh, I, 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 I've been buddies with Todd for a long time. And I, like a few other guys. I think I, I, I think I told like Giddy and Morris and a few other guys. But like COVID year was supposed to be our first season points championship season. Because I always felt that the next step for the half mile, besides making it fun, competitive, have the right classes, you know, have the records in place and all of that, and, and even implementing the safety regulations, all of that was leading towards a season points championship because I feel like the half mile, if you're just out there every event doing the same thing, it, like anything, it becomes repetitive, right? But if you're chasing, if you're competing against other people in the same class, it makes it a lot more exciting. And um, so this year, I feel like we, we took that, well, we did take that step this year. And I feel like it's been um, a, a great, a huge success for the organization and for half mile racing in general. Um, I saw guys, coming to state to out of state events that normally didn't you know so guys like uh barry malone who only raised hondo and maybe an abilene once in the past went to kansas indiana and and now is, and, and is now coming to abilene right so seeing things like that happen is is why we implemented the season points championship and it's great to see that he's he's uh obviously going to win the um the na championship so because he was dedicated to, to travel to all the events mm -hmm. so having said that next year we are adding California to the season points championship. So Which it's all the, the four events that we have this year plus California next year. So it's going to be a five event race series. And we, and we consider each race day around. Yeah. So even though it's five race events with Indy being a three day event again next year, it's going to be 11 rounds. Wow. Next year. So uh, which, next year is going to be much more difficult to win. I'll, I'll put yeah. it that way. Yeah, this year was like the, the easy year where you could probably show up to three of the four events and probably pull it off. But next year, you're going to have to not only show up, you're going to have to, to like perform and beat. We're going to have to figure out how to get to California. We're also going to have to figure out how to get cars to a race, but that's, you know. Yeah, that's, yeah. can I? <laughs> well, between the three of you, I'd figure you guys come up with some solution. <laughs> yeah, you'd yeah. think, right? You'd think. Uh, so the California event is the one that you are doing this year at the end of the year, right? Yeah, so we're it's doing the event this year, but we didn't add it to the season points chase because it was um, it was announced after we already announced our schedule. So anybody mm -hmm. that once we announce our schedule and they plan their season hoping to win, we felt like it would be an unfair advantage to add an event in mid season. That that wouldn't have been fair. But uh, it is our first event at this venue. It's at Chuck Walla Valley Raceway. They actually have an airport runway there, and they just extended it um, long enough for us to do the half mile event there. And they did it actually. For, for us and, and exclusively with us. Wow. So that venue is about, I think it's about 150 to 200 feet longer than Kolinga, which is nice because okay. Kolinga was on the shorter side. Um, and it has a concrete launch pad and, and they allow full tire prep. So, um, you know, they do a lot of one eighth and quarter mile drag racing there. Oh, okay. um, and so we'll be doing a half mile event there. And um, that launch pad, I mean, cars, cars can get off the line. They're real hard. So all, for all the uh, rear wheel drive cars, it's going to be great for them. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. We talk about points, the points race all the time on, on, on this. And uh, what do we have? One more event with basically two more events with the Abilene being two days. Yes. And um, just to let everybody know, 
all you got to do is make one pass and you get one point. You know, just letting everybody know that. That That's information like, yeah. would have been a lot more <laughs> useful yesterday. <laughs> but yeah, no, we wanted, I, I mean, we wanted to, I mean, just to show up to an event and make a pass, we wanted to reward you with a point because you're there, you know, and you paid your entry fee and, and you're there to compete, right? Now, just because, and, and you guys know too, from, from venue to venue, from event to event, the competition varies greatly, per, especially per, from class to class. So, one event you might be in the finals and you may not even be having your greatest weekend and the next event you're kicking ass uh, against yourself but all the competition shows up right and you don't even make the finals or even the semis so you know you get a point for being there you get a point for uh, making that pass and then you get additional points as you progress through the qualifying rounds and um yeah it, it's yeah, it's definitely an incentive here, for us right? yeah you know it's definitely an incentive for us because you know, it, it's much more fun to have a competition because after a while, just, you know, going fast down the runway can be just monotonous, you know? So, yeah. but man, Indianapolis is far. <laughs> it is. That's, that's, uh, obviously that's our furthest, that's the furthest East we go, but it's also obviously based on what we saw from the results and the, and the impact it had on the classes being a three-day event is also now seems to be a mandatory event if you're chasing the season championship. Mm -hmm. Because yeah, if you miss you. Indy, you're probably in, in big trouble compared to somebody mm -hmm. who's going to make Indy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So um, you have any any partners that you'd like to mention that help you, you know, sponsors that are really good for for this uh, for these events? Well, uh, in, in regards to sponsors, um, mm -hmm. we're really excited that all of our title sponsors for the events for this year are returning next year already Ooh. so if I, i've already got dates and 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 things going for next year already so awesome um you know we're, we're returning to hondo and for uh i think todd made hondo the the oh taylor and dan both miss hondo or did taylor make hondo i missed hondo we all missed hondo you That's all missed right, hondo yeah. Yeah. you guys really missed out man you know um so our <laughs> title sponsor 23 has been rough we're it's sad. been a rough our title sponsor for hondo is heb and those guys were amazing. They showed yeah. up with like this giant, giant truck. They were giving away free food, free drinks, like, like, and free like sunglasses, free hats, oh. free bags. Mm. They were giving away free stuff to everybody that came in the gate. Like That's literally, amazing. it's just it, it, it's just that extra like boost to the spectators that show up right there. Of course, they're happy. They're there. They're outside. It's sunny. It's nice. Then they see the cars, and then they hear the cars, and then they're like looking at the races. But then they're walking by, and they get a free brisket taco and a pair of HB sunglasses. Oh, it's that's like, awesome. This is the it doesn't really ever, get right? better than that. Yeah, yeah no. So, I mean, HEB is an incredible sponsor and partner, um, and they're. I'm really stoked that they're coming back this year because I just wasn't I wasn't sure how they were going to respond to the event because, you know, like the event is not for everybody, and um, I, I don't know. I don't, I'm from California, so I don't know HEB that well. But, you know, they're in Texas, but they mm -hmm. responded to it really well. They loved it. They loved the feedback that they got and, and all of their partners and employees and, and people that came out on their behalf. They all love the event. So they'll be it's back. It's a great sponsor. I think they're from San Antonio, right? Isn't HEB out of San, out of San Antonio? San Antonio uh, yeah. I think they're, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a great so, sponsor. Yeah, no. So HEB is grocery uh, store. Amazing. Very, very happy and grateful. So thank you, HEB. And um, our our well, we're actually starting the season off in Cali, and we don't have a title sponsor for Cali yet. But Hondo is our second event. Um, that's going to be HEB. Then we go back to Kansas in June, and that uh, Kansas Corn is coming back. So I'm very appreciative of them. Uh, they've really stuck it out with us in Kansas because Kansas has been, you know, sort of like our a slower growing event, but it's starting to pick up, which is great. And I appreciate Kansas Corn for that. And then we go back to Indy, which is, you know, Indy is just crazy. It's crazy um, how much it's grown. And Indiana Corn and First Farmers is amazing there. And they they help us provide that live stream. And, they, and they've actually discussed with me about expanding the live stream to other venues, which would be awesome. The, the live stream is watched by so many of my friends. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no, I think we. I think it was it was like almost three million or something this year. What? Like wow. it's insane. No, it's insane. See, I actually, all of my friends watched yeah, it. Let me find it. It's uh, Jeff and and the, and the progression of the quality of the live stream. I don't know if you guys yeah. go back and watch the drone. Like, I mean, now? Been, this is like four years now. I think the live stream. But um, I, I don't know if you guys noticed, but I've noticed just how how much the live stream has improved. Jeff and uh, Ryan Randall's have just done the most amazing job yeah. with the live stream. And um, it's incredible. I, I can't believe what they've done. 
what what really has improved it are the live drone shots. The drones are amazing. You and um, also 2.1 million unique viewers, 8 million reach. That was from this year's event. That's crazy. And that's still, uh, that's not inflated wow. numbers because we didn't live stream on Friday. We were only doing testing and prep. So mm. that's still the same uh, based on two days of live stream, wow. not three. Yeah. Wow. Mm. I mean, they could even do live stream off of a GoPro they slapped on my car. I did, that's what we used to do. I mean, it, it's, it's gone from that to literally like dual, like, you know, high resolution drones flying over cars as planes are taking off. Yes. Cars are racing. And, and some of the footage is absolutely insane. Oh, by the way, since we're talking about the live stream, I have to give huge props to Kyle Loftus and everyone at 1320 because they're mm. our biggest syndication partner for that. And yeah. I, without them, we wouldn't have those type of numbers, obviously, for the live stream. Mm. So we definitely appreciate the. We always appreciate the guys at 1320. And then, of course, we finish the season in Abilene next year again, which is great because Abilene is really – it's the longest. It's the grippiest. Uh, and it's – its I think where the records will probably fall this year. I love um, Abilene. Next yeah. year we'll we'll be there again with AZ Cycle Parts, you know. So thank you, Mark, and the, and, and the whole mm -hmm. team at AZ Cycle Parts for yeah, being the time of sponsor for that event. We want to have Mark on the show hopefully either sometime before or maybe after. Sounds like I think right after Abilene, right after what I anticipate will be finally. I mean, it's been a long time coming, right? I mean, the the the, the two fifty nine point nine nine two sixty, whatever you want to call it. I mean, it's been six years. That was Colorado, right? Yeah, Colorado. Yeah, I remember yeah, that. It's been a long time coming. So I and I really, I mean, he did two fifty eight in Indy into the wind. Yep. So yeah, yeah, he's gonna and 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 Indy's runway, as you guys know, I'm sure because you guys have. V boxes and all of that, like you, could, you know, Indy has an incline on the on on your run, mm -hmm. where Abilene is flat. So that incline. I like also the jump at the end of the Indy runway. That's my that's my <laughs> oh, yeah. favorite. A little, a little, a little, little ski little jump out there, yeah. 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 Whoa. Um, right, right lane, right? Yeah, right lane. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a little yeah. one in the left after the big end now. <laughs> yeah, the left side. That one is really small. The one on the right, though, you could, you know, you can make some things happen if you really stay in it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can. If somebody's listening to this podcast, it's never done shift sector. Uh, I know for for me, I wanted to compete in these kind of events for a long time, and yep. thanks to Dan and Todd, they they talked me into it. But what what would you tell a first time participant or somebody that's considering it? What do they need to know, or what do you want them to know? Mm -hmm. I mean, it, the it's basically you, you've got you've got basically over a mile of runway to do whatever you want. That's really what it is, because for the people coming out the first time, they've never done that. They don't know what the half mile is. And, you know, so you come out and, and hopefully you sign up with a buddy or two and you guys you get to race each other legally however you want. So you could dig race, you could roll race, you know, you could three honk. I mean, there's enough room to do whatever you want. Right. So. My advice is go, you go to airshipattack.co and you click on the, at the very top. There's a button that says how to how to compete. And it walks you through the entire process, including showing you the rules. And the rules are really basic for guys who are just starting out and your cars aren't like, you know, incredibly fast. Uh, guys come out in stock cars all the time. So, I mean, that goes just goes to show, you know, you, you got you got a sports car, you got a quick truck, you got whatever you want. Little buddies, you guys want to race each other rather than risk the ticket on the road. You go to airshipattack.co, you click on how to compete. All you need to do is bring your helmet, fill out the paperwork, make sure you have, you know, that your car is just sort of safe and, and you have good tires and all of that. And then sort of just take it from there. You're going to because what I know from doing it for so long is you're going to meet some really cool people there that will sort of that have similar cars to you that have been doing it a long time like you guys. And I mean, every race, you know, the new guys show up and, and, and they meet some really cool people that have been doing it for a long time. And then they take the tips from them. That's that's sort of how what I would recommend. You don't mm -hmm. have to try to do anything special you just come out and have a good time and just be safe that's really all it is and uh and you could race however you want dig race roll race do the half mile and um some guys get lucky to come out the first time they go home with a trophy you never know so you're saying that it's 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 absolutely totally fine if you bring a stock car you don't have to have a modified car yeah i mean we've had i mean you don't have to have a modified car you don't even have to have a fast car um you know, so I mean, it's it's just fun either way. If you like racing and you want to race, and you want to you know go out there and do so, you know ha and have a fun day or a weekend with your buddies, or just come out and then meet some other people, in, uh, like like likewise like other enthusiasts, right? And you're gonna come if you come to Airship Attack. That's the thing about that's one of the things I love the most about Airship Attack is I really do feel like I have the best drivers. Like they're just everyone is so nice to each other and helping each other. We get we don't really get, have a lot of assholes at our events. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. that yeah. you know of. I mean, we especially we, not we, this we, year because we haven't made it. Really yeah, we haven't made yeah. it. Yeah, well, we weren't there yet. So, was... well, sometimes sometimes the Porsche gang gets a little, you know, oh, we're in the Porsche. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Porsche uh, game. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, speaking of that, whether your car's fast or not, uh, what's the slowest car that you remember running? out there and not don't not the big rigs yeah the big rigs <laughs> we had a love-hate relationship with the big rigs. i mean we, we've had like literally like I, I know i've seen like maybe like maybe it wasn't stock but like maybe bolt-on like maximas you know like uh-huh. maximas or like uh i think i've seen like some four tauruses but that were going like you know one 10 you know like okay uh i mean honestly even like i've seen a lot of the teslas come out and just get smoked because they don't have anything once they get past the quarter you know i think even like um model 3 performance was going like 120 something or one maybe 130 at the most yeah like, not not fast at all. I mean, we've seen some volvos come out literally going like 107 like you know just um but they have a good but when you walk by the pits and I'm, you know, I'll walk by, be like, you know, you guys see me walking around. Hey, how you doing? Having fun. How was, how's the day been? And they're like, man, I just, I did like six passes so far. It's like, I'm having the time of my life. I just got smoked by that GTR by 50 cars. And I was the best, and I videotaped it. It's going yeah. on my YouTube channel. It was the best, <laughs> best race I've ever had. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah it's just so true, fun. Yeah. It's like, that's what I mean. It's like, everyone's out there for their own goals. Right. So it's like, uh-huh. some people are out there to race. Some people out there just knowing they're going to lose every race goes out there because they want to race a twin turbo R8 and yeah. they, they don't know where else they're going to find that opportunity to. So they, they, they go out there and they're, you know, brand new NSX and get smoked by a bunch of v, other V10s all day long. And just, and that's what they want. You know, it's just not every people are on such different pages. When you, when you, when you talk to the, the, the different drivers out there, everyone's mm-hmm. got a different goal and, uh, and, and, and not, not everyone cares if they lose. Most people, I, I honestly feel like, they're out there to just have a good time, regardless. And if they get, if you get, if you get smacked by a, a UGR Lambo, you know, like you're like, yeah, that well, that's I knew that was going to happen, but I wanted to line up. <laughs> yeah, you know? I wanted to see it. Oh God, <laughs> yeah. And and Jaddy, he, he literally has R. I remember he was racing everybody in Colorado Springs, and he was launching the crap out of that R8. He was launching <laughs> yeah. it so hard, like like I was like, what are you doing? You know, it doesn't even matter in a half. He's like, yeah, but I'm going to beat that guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, all you I, all the good ones are like um, I would I would see like a, a guy show up in like a brand new, like Aventador or something, right? You know, and um, and he's got a really pretty girlfriend too or something, and he'll pull up to the line and, and it'll be like Miles Kerr lined up next to him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I know honestly, there, I, this is a true story. There was a guy I can't remember what car it was, but it was something fancy like that, and he pulled up next to Miles in Colorado Springs and pulled me over to his driver's window and says. Hey, do you think I could line up with someone else? I don't want to, you know, with Integra. I'm like, bro. I'm like, you know, I don't think you know. He's like, no. He's like, he's like, this car, you know, makes like 600 horsepower. I'm like, dude. I'm like, just, just race. And I let him go. And it was, the, I don't think I saw him the rest of the day. Like, he was just it was so bad. Like, you couldn't, you couldn't even see Miles' tail, tail lights. Like, it was so, go, it was so gone. He was destroyed. I think Miles did, like, you know, I don't know. He was probably doing around 200 at the time. Uh-huh. And this guy was probably going like 160. So that happens all the time. You get some all weird mismatches, you know. I'm sure with your car too, Todd, because your car is a total sleeper. Because who the hell puts turbos on a 997 GT3? You know, like you just <laughs> yeah. don't think that that's, you know, like if if it were me and I didn't know you and your car, I would. And, and I'm in my GT2 RS, I'd be like, I'm going to destroy this NA car. Right. Right. <laughs> it happens at least once an event where someone will pull up next to me. You know. And just think like, oh, fully, yeah, fully knowing old GT3. Yeah. Well, well and the way his car delivers power too, that they think they've got it for the first oh, yeah. <laughs> third of a mile. That always comes from behind. Yes. My you favorite race of his is when he raced Alex in the, the Bolt on 992. Yeah. It, that was, let's see. Oh, it was Abilene, Abilene year one. one. Yeah. Abilene year one was when, when Alex from Gentani was out there in his uh, new 992. Did you beat yeah. him? Yeah, we got to the line well, at the same time. Yeah, same time. Oh my god! <laughs> but I think I we were tra- like I trapped five miles an hour faster or something. I think he trapped one eighty, and I trapped like two ten or something. Yeah. Wow! I, I, or, oh my maybe, god! Yeah, I came. I came by him really fast, but he, <laughs> he was so far gone. I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I've watched that video a couple times, and I'm like, there's no way he can catch him, and <laughs> I was even there, so. I... <laughs> I'm. I have a question for you guys. Oh boy. Oh. Do you, do you guys think that 
the big records are gonna fall in Abilene this year. Because you know, Morris is going, um, yes, Mark is going, and then there's currently like 30 motorcycles signed up. Wow. To go. Yeah. I fully have no doubt because if Mark was doing those numbers with a, a strong headwind, if if it just if the wind lays down just for a second, it's it's lights out. That track is so fast. Yeah. I don't think he's the kind of guy to screw around. I think he's going to show up with everything on kill right off the trailer, mm -hmm. ready to go. Mm -hmm. So yeah, absolutely. I agree. Last year I wasn't there, um, but it was cold. If I remember right, really cold. It was really cold. Yeah, it yeah. was it too cold. Yeah. So um, that yellow car. What did it do last year? Two fifty-two. It still did. Yeah, still did two fifty something. That. Mm -hmm. that was when it was on its bigger turbos before they downsized it for TX two K. But um, yeah, it, it was a strong headwind. It was like like thirty mile per hour headwind, mm -hmm. and it was like cold. It was like I think that the high on Sunday was like fifty. It was really really cold and blowing. It just yeah. And yeah, it was blowing bad. There was a live feed. And maybe it was a live feed from your phone or someone's phone. It was a live, yeah, I had I had someone just on my phone just live streaming. Yeah. Um, did you guys see the the Facebook launch with the new live stream sun the the live stream glasses? Oh. So no. glasses like what you're wearing now, Todd, or sunglasses or and glasses are the different variations. But you could go Facebook Live and the view is exactly what you see because really. Mm -hmm. So okay. I was thinking of buying a pair because I think they launch October twentieth. They're like 300 uh -huh. bucks for, the, for whatever version. Uh, and I was going to just give them to my grid girls and just go Facebook yeah. Live and then oh, just let the girls wear them. And that think about cool. that, right? Because you literally get the review the entire day. So yeah. it's like the pain in the ass is you got to hold the phone, right? And the phone is like shaky or whatever. The view yeah. changes and the angle changes. And also, like, you're just trying to hold it while the girls are working. But, like, if I could just put glasses on the girls' sunglasses or something like that, and you could just get the review the entire day. Just make sure, just make sure they turn them off before they go on the porta potty. Oh. <laughs> oh, <geez>. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, this is a family show. What? Well, well, my wife doesn't watch it. It's hilarious. I say, did you watch the podcast? She's like, you have a podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man. So Jason, I tell you what, we uh. I'm sure you know we talk about you nearly every podcast and your event because we love it. And, um, you know, if it wasn't for events like yours, we might just have stock streetcars like you. <laughs> <laughs> I really, uh, I definitely appreciate you guys. And I actually really enjoy uh, watching your show. So, uh, well, even we when thought we, we lulled you to sleep uh, not, not yeah. too long ago. <laughs> I think your yeah, wife no, I saw that. I saw that talk. text, Caroline. Took a <laughs> You're going to have to listen. <laughs> Caroline took a picture of me passed out, listening, literally listening to your podcast on full blast on the pillow. Like the phone was on the pillow <laughs> next to my head while I was sleeping. Um, that was a good episode, too. I, but I must have been exhausted. Um, I'm really excited, though, for Abilene because I'm excited that to finally dish out some prize money. We're giving out twenty eight thousand dollars in Abilene. That's We're awesome. giving out special uh, special trophies for the season champions. Oh, my um, goodness. So along alongside all the class, all the, the the everyday class trophies, we have special trophies made for the class champions, plus the cash, plus product prizes. Um, you know, I think you get like I don't know, depending on each class, the, the sponsors give out something different. But you know, people get you know CSF cooling product credit or Forge Line wheel credit and stuff like that alongside the cash and the special prize. I'm just excited to finally award the guys that are so dedicated, that have been support supporting for so long. And uh, they deserve it, man. So I'm just excited to, to crown our first season champ, the half mile se season champs, man. It's mm -hmm. gonna be awesome. So are you they gonna have like a them. like a, a a larger extended award ceremony on Sunday afternoon, or how are you gonna do it? I I hope so. I mean, the problem has always been that you know people have lives and they want to like leave when they can, right? So a lot of times on Sundays we have trophies and we we're sort of tracking the competitors. And and someone will come up to him and say, "Hey, man, I you know I got a long drive. You know I gotta I gotta get back to Dallas, right? You know, so I gotta go from Indianapolis to Houston, then to Dallas. Oh, that's Taylor. And then um, <laughs> that was a long drive. I've heard on the podcast many times. <laughs> so you try to you want to leave early. So we try to accommodate. So we'll like get you like we're like okay, well these two are gonna be in the finals. So then we'll do the race and then we'll just give you a trophy, take a picture, and leave. If everyone really stays, then yeah, we would love to do something that's a little more extended. But we understand that that's probably not going to happen um 
but I do have like I have uh, a guy that I'm bringing out specifically just to do videography. Okay. Uh, we're going to be covering every single one of the season class champions. So every class champion will be getting video footage of them all weekend, all the way to the ceremony in terms of when we give them their class um, championship prize and their money and all of that. And we're going to make a video for every single one of them. So even if we don't get to properly do it at the event venue because they got to leave early, we're going to post a video and congratulate them and really promote it for 2024. We'd like to see some repeating champions and we'd like to see some new ones. So we want this season championship to, to really uh, organically grow um, for the half mile series. I think it will. I hope I so. I, I feel like it will too. And that's, that's the plan. So I hope so. Mm -hmm. Well, I think you're on the right. And I hope track. to see you guys in, in, in the middle of it. So you're going to, you're going to follow the, the class champion yet. You don't know who it's going to be yet. So you're going to have to follow a few people that are in the room. Yeah, well, we know, uh, we know based on the, the number of points each person has coming in, like which top two, three, or four guys we need to pay attention to. Mm -hmm. And then after the first day, we'll probably be able to narrow it down even more. Right. So um, based on that, my, I have a guy coming out just to literally do video of that to capture those moments. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So and then and then we have our regular photographers too. So. Mm -hmm. Well, I love the events. I love it. I love your entire staff. You have the greatest people working for you. I do. I have, I have an all-star team, and I couldn't do it without them. So. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's a great time and uh i like to just throw in a little real quick you know come to come to uh, the texas airstrip attack in abilene presented by az cycle parts uh children 12 and under are free and you can get uh discounted pre-purchase tickets at airstripattack.co and uh currently there are still driver registration spots available so if you just happen to pick up a 992 turbo you can <laughs> sign up and come race it you'll yeah. have that in time I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll bring something on the trailer. So it's, can it's I take, can I take the uh, the shift? Because like you know, the nine nine two just kind of has what almost looks like a little key fob as the shifter. Can yeah. I just put a manual transmission, uh, you know, shifter <laughs> no. on there? And <laughs> <laughs> no, sir. Or 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 his car may be sitting next to Taylor's in New Jersey. You never know. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm gonna do the same thing that you're doing. I'm I'm gonna stay pretty stock with the 992. It you know exhaust flash, uh, intercooler are the yeah. things that I think I might touch. It's it's so hot here in Dallas. It's it's oppressively hot here in Dallas. Uh, it's yeah. it's it's almost like it's you know some kind of uh, just awful awful wave that just takes you over. I just stay inside. That's all you can do. So we're looking forward well, to anybody that races knows you need you need intercoolers anyway. So if you're gonna if you're gonna race or on the streets or anything, like you just need to you need those fucking temps to stay down. So yeah. that's that's definitely you gotta do it. Manny did pull up a couple of um roll racing items if you guys wanna see it. Uh, yeah. well, I'm definitely totally. gonna I'm definitely gonna have him insert those in the post. Yeah, I'll I'll pull these up. So so this is my GPS box that I designed and built a while ago. Let me see if I can bring this up. You know, Jason, not every podcast has its own Bill Nye the Science Guy, but we've got <laughs> it. I know. We've got him right here. Every episode, Dan goes into something, right? It's like there's something very technical that he's... Wind him I up like and let him go. The, oh, the reason no. I'm a fan of your podcast is because you guys know what you're talking about, which is just, you know... We got him fooled. We do well, because a lot it's, of it's social media, you're scrolling through whatever, whether it's Instagram or TikTok, and, and then some dude will be like in some car and, and, and talking about his mods. And you're just like, like, what are you doing? Like nothing. None of that works. We and, have a lot of those in Dallas in the car community. And I I just extend an invitation to come out to Shift Sector. Come out to Abilene with us. Let's see what yeah. your magic car can do. You, you know, know, I know for a fact that a lot of people don't because they like the truth is always revealed at a race event you know whether it's my event or someone else's but a lot of guys with really flashy fancy cars that have a huge social media following will never show up to my event or to a tx2k or, or anything because they know when they show up they're just gonna either their car's gonna blow up or break or they just get their ass handed to them and they don't want the world to see that so that's why they never show up to events that's just mm, a fact mm -hmm. yeah because everything's covered these days it's not gonna yep. slip by <laughs> Yeah, you know, I keep getting uh, harassed by uh, Antonio Calvo and Blake. You know, they're constantly texting. <laughs> you started me. that. I <laughs> thought you did. And, and I actually, actually instigated it for him because I sent the, I took a screenshot of it and sent it 
over to Blake or Calvo. <laughs> I've been I've been uh, I've been the guy behind closed doors pushing your podcast all uh, year. <laughs> well, we, we appreciate that. We appreciate that. I sent Dan's comment to Mark, and then I think Mark reached out to Dan. Oh, right? nice. Nicole, like because Dan was like, but because it's it's just so he, Dan was naturally just saying, "You got to check out this website." And, oh man, oh my god, just like spend five minutes and browse. It's incredible how much stuff they have. <laughs> and I'm like, Mark, you're not gonna get that from like you could pay someone to say that, but like what, the way Dan did it. I was like, dude, this is like perfect. You got to use this in like a commercial or something. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, we got to negotiate. <laughs> That's right. All right. We want to thank Jason with Shift Sector coming on. It has been uh, a good episode, episode 23 of So You Think Your Car is Fast. We will see you next week. Thanks, Jason. Thank Thanks, you. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to So You Think Your Car is Fast podcast. Please subscribe and leave us a review. Also want to thank Redenzo Radar, redenzoradar.com slash BHT for discounts. And for discounts on lightweight batteries at anti-gravity batteries, use discount code BHTR10. Go to antigravitybatteries.com. Also want to thank Evo Spec Engine Development, Forced Performance, and Driver Source.